I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week's shir is sponsored by Brian and Heidi Pergament of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank our corporate sponsors, the Haas and Zaltz Law Firm, Bluestone Brokerage, and Meridian Senior Health. To sponsor the publication and podcast, which Baruch Hashem is seen by many, many worldwide, please reach out to 845-367-2959. This week, Parshas Tetzaveh marks the eighth and final week of the Shoivivim journey, the process which we've began eight weeks ago, working our Inyani Ruchnius, Inyani Kedusha, David Amalch writes in Tehillim, Mi'ale v'har Hashem, who will ascend the mountain of Hashem, u'miyakum b'mkom kachoy, but who will remain in a sanctified place. While a major part, a major chilek of any journey, embarking on any endeavor, in Ruchnius, in Gashmius, in Parnassah, whatever it may be, is the work of getting to the place, to the final destination. As we know, perhaps even harder, more challenging, is making that place a reality, is integrating it into real life, is establishing a connection that's not just based on inspiration, that's not just based on a blick of hysteris, of excitement, but rather really somehow bringing that, integrating it into real life, to everyday living, even in the challenges, to always be connected to that level, to make it real, is very challenging. Nevertheless, that's the avoido, that's the goal, that's the goal of life. To live a dahoibana life, an uplifted life, and to use these times that we have, Yom Toivim, Shabbosim, Shavim period, in order to always be cognizant of where we're meant to be. And while between these times, we may have Yeridus, Chas Shalom, but the Yisoyed is that overall, the end goal, the final product should be a wholesome, shleimistic product, a life lived up to its tafkid, a life, a neshama that worked on Yisoyinus, on battling the Sat and the Itzahara, and while the setbacks, the falls, are inevitable, but to overall be on the upper hand, to be triumphant, and to tell Hashem, we tried our hardest. I'm sure you've seen those bumper stickers around town, wherever you may live, maybe not in Kansas, maybe not in Arkansas, but basically anywhere else. The bumper sticker that says, just love them, which was the mantra of Rabbi David Trank, venerated Rebbe, a Rebbe who was known for his love, for his deep affection and care and trust that he had in every single Talmud. There's an incredible story I just heard this week, told over about him, about his Talmud, that I think really encapsulates the whole idea of Shavivim and its setbacks and how it could be mechazik even during those times. Reb David had a 16-year-old Talmud, let's call him Yossi. Yossi's interest in learning and steiging and ruchnius was practically obsolete. And one Shabbos Yossi said, you know what, I really had it. Being that they were in an out-of-town yeshiva and they were all together in the dorm, he felt stifled, he felt he just couldn't handle anymore, and he had to leave, he had to break out. Yossi looked around, made sure there was no one looking, and he went to the yeshiva's main office, he broke into the door, he looked around for his Rebbe's keys, he found the keys, and he dashed for the car. And as he was leaving, another friend of his, who observed him the whole time, ran after Yossi and said, Yossi, Yossi, where are you going? And Yossi said, I had enough, I am out. 
And the friend said, Are you crazy, Yossi? It's Shabbos. You just broke into the office. You stole Rebbe's keys. Are you out of your mind? And Yossi said, You don't understand. I simply had enough. I have to get out. And his friend said, Where are you going? What are you doing? Can I help you? He said, There's nothing you can do. I'm off to the movie theater. I need to get out. He said, Yossi, it's Shabbos. You stole Rebbe's car. You're going to the movies. What's going on with you? I'm out. He floored the pedal, took off, and he was gone. Later that evening, that Friday night, Rabbi Trent came to Yeshiva after the Suda, and he went to his office and passed by, and he saw the door had been broken through. He saw his keys were gone. Completely confused, he asked the Bachim what's going on, what happened. Everyone obviously tried staying away from this uncomfortable position to give over their friend to the Rebbe. Until finally, Rabbi Trent demanded that whoever knows, whoever has information, should come forward. And this Bachar, the one who saw what happened, said, Rebbe, I'll tell you what happened. I saw him. He broke into the office. He took your keys on Shabbos and he went to the movies. Completely unfazed and undeterred by the gravity of the situation, Rabbi Trent calmly put on his coat and he walked two miles to the movie theater. Inside, obviously, there was a lot of confusion. What's this grand rabbi with a long black coat, a long big beard, big hat? What's he doing here? It's Shabbos. What on earth is going on? The Rebbe didn't pay too much attention to the confusion, to the puzzled faces. He went straight over to the lady selling tickets. And he said, Ma'am, as you probably know, now is my Sabbath. I don't have any money on me. I'm not coming to watch a movie. I need to get into the theater. I have a student inside watching the movie, and I need to relate to him a very urgent message. The ticket seller agreed and allowed Rabbi Trank to enter the theater on Shabbos. Going from theater to theater, he finally spotted his Talmud, Yossi, sitting there quietly, wrapped up in himself, looking very depressed and gloomy. Rabbi Trank takes a seat, and Yossi, feeling the commotion, looks over, and all of a sudden he sees the big beard, the hat. He could not believe what was going on. He thought he was simply dreaming. And he looked again, and he screamed, Rebbe! Rebbe! Is that you? And with a smile, Rabbi Trank said, Yes. Yes, Yossi, it's me. What are you doing here? Rebbe, it's Shabbos. How did you get here? What's going on? Yossi, I have a very important message for you. Confident that his Rebbe was about to berate him, admonish him, reprimand him for all that he's done, for stealing the Rebbe's car, for driving on Shabbos, for going to the movies, for all that virus he just did. The Rebbe had a different course of action. The Rebbe simply looked at Yossi and said, My entire, my Talmud, Yossi, I have a very important message to deliver to you. He said, You may not have known. I just heard the news was going around. The popcorn in this movie theater isn't kosher. So if you're going to buy popcorn, I just want to let you know that it's not kosher. Flummoxed, speechless, so thrown off kilter, Yossi said, Rebbe, are you kidding me? You walked all day from Yeshiva on Shabbos to come to tell me that the popcorn here is not kosher? And Rebbe said, yes. Yossi, the popcorn is not kosher. I look forward for you to come back to Yeshiva whenever you're ready. And I wish you a good Shabbos. And Rebbe Trent got up and started walking out. Right after, Yossi says, Rebbe, Rebbe, you're not going anywhere. Wait, wait, I'm coming with you. And sure enough, they walked back to Yeshiva 
together. While this story definitely underscores how a Rebbe truly loves his Talmud and how he knew how he's going to get him to come back with a kind and gentle hand, with loving embrace, with understanding of the struggle, whatever he was going through. There's something more fundamental which we can learn from on our own level, on our own Avedis Hashem, through our own struggles, which is sometimes we all feel like Yasi. Sometimes we all feel we've had enough, we can't do it anymore. And like Yossi, who drove his Rebbe's car on Shabbos to the movie theater, sometimes we do things rashly, we do things without thinking, without calculating the repercussions, or our subsequent feelings, our feelings of regret. We just jump right in, we go too far. And of course then we feel despondent, lowly, unwanted, disconnected, we feel we're living in a vacuum. Compounding the pain is that we know we're running away from the inescapable. We're running away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from Avinu Malkeinu, from the person, from the source of all the love, of all the care, the Kol Yachal. Yet, despite all the wrenching pain, we just keep on going, we run, not thinking, and then we feel we've hit wit's end. We feel completely detached. We feel Hashem doesn't want us. We feel Hashem doesn't care for us. We feel it's impossible that Hashem wants our Avodah. Hashem wants us to try to connect to Him. How could it be? We ran so far. We're in the movies. We're on Shabbos. We stole the car. We've done everything wrong. It's impossible that Hashem wants us. We have to remember. We have to remember. Hashem is Avinu Malkeinu, Melech of Harachamon. He's the Melech Melech of Hashem is the Rachel Vachanun, the ultimate compassion and kind. His kindness surpasses his anger a thousandfold. We have to remember that Hashem has a place for everyone, no matter how far they may have strayed. And even in our darkest moments, Hashem is seated next to us, just like Rabbi Trank was next to us in the movie theater, wherever we are. Hashem is right there through the mud we're going through, the pain, the loneliness, the anguish, the sadness. Hashem isn't just empathetic. Hashem doesn't just understand the pain. Hashem created the pain. Hashem is carrying us through the pain. And there's no place that's too far. And there's never a place that's too far, that's too detached, that's too removed. Because Hashem is And no matter how far we've gone, don't forget, Hashem is there. Hashem wants us. Hashem loves us like a ben yachid, like a bas yachid, like an only son, like an only daughter, like there's nothing else in the world. The whole world was Kedai to create just for each and every one of us. And we can't forget that. And this week's parasha, parasha Stetzave, at the end of the parasha, all the way at the end, by Shvi, we encounter the last of the Klei Mikdosh, which was the Mizbech Chazov, the altar upon which incense was burned every morning and every evening. And the Rabban pointedly asks, Parsha's Truma is where the Torah meticulously details the construction, the measurements and materials of all the Klei Mikdosh. Yet the Mizbech Chazov, which was also one of the Kalim, one of the vessels of the Mikdosh, the altar which was designated for the burning of the Ketiris, was omitted from these instructions until the end of our parsha, Parashas Tetzaveh. And the question is, Fakhtar Ramban, what's the pshat? What's the reason that the Mizbech Azov was omitted until now? I heard it from Ramnachum Binder. He quotes in the name of the Novominsky Rebbe, an incredible insight, as follows. Says the Novominsky, there's a profound difference between the Avoidah of the Mizbech and the rest of the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdosh. Most of the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdosh, those that were mentioned in Parshas Truma, those were primarily used for bringing karbonis, sacrifices, 
those were only brought by tzaddikim. And this is because, as we know, as the Torah itself says, V'shechanti b'soychem, the Mikdash was a place that Hashem Shekhinah can dwell. And the only people, the only type of person that can welcome, that can invite the Shekhinah Kedoshah to rest in this world, to create an infrastructure for Hashem's presence is only by the Tzaddikim. But a Rasha cannot do this, cannot accomplish this. This is in contrast to the Avodah of the Keteris. The Ramban says that the Keteris was a way to reduce, to suppress the Charoin Af, the anger of Hashem. When Hashem would smell the Keteris, it would calm him down. It would minimize the Charoin Af. This idea is symbolized by the fact that the Chalbano, a very putrid spice, was included in the Avoid of the Keteris, which signifies that even the Roshan, whose actions are putrid, who are removed and excluded from the regular Avoidah, from the regular process of Avoidah Hashem, in the Avoid of Keteris, they too have a place, they have a Makam, they have a place to shine and connect to their Banish Lailam. To explain this, to bring this out, the Tash Rabbi says that the word carbon, the Shayush of the word carbon, is karuv, to be miskariv. However, the k'tiris, the shayrish of the word, is ketira, which means connection. A karban implies proximity, requiring the presenter to be worthy of closeness to Hashem. And on the other hand, the avid of the k'tiris doesn't focus on klam close, but rather symbolizes an intimate, intrinsic connection of itself. And this connection is not contingent on one's actions, but rather on who he is, as opposed to what he does linking them to the Rabbanish Lailam, regardless of if they're a tzaddik or a rasha. And therefore, even a rasha can participate in the Avedah Sekhtiris, as this Avedah transcends individual deeds and rather centers on the essence of one's being. We began with Shaivivim. We began with working our Nyani Ruchnius and how important it is, and what we've done in the past, and how we have to make ourselves concrete and integrate into daily life. Then we spoke about the setbacks, the pitfalls, the slips, we have to remember it's all one Avodah. And while ideally we would love to live our lives, to be tzaddikim, the gan to always be on that high level, on that high level of connection, the fallings, the slippings, we don't do them by choice. They're mishaps, but they're part of the process, they're part of the growth. And we have to remember, we have to remember from the Keteris, which is symbolic of those setbacks, of those failings, those feelings of disconnection, that even from that point, even from that place, there's still a place of connecting to the Rabbani Shalem. And Hashem still covets, desires and cherishes that avoidah. And we should never feel too lost, too gone, like a place that we can't come back. Because Hashem is M'loi Chalaretz Kevoidah. Hashem's Shechina resides everywhere, in everything. There's no place too far. There's no place of no return. Hashem always wants us, and the Keteris, the incense, even of the Chalbana, the putrid smelling thing, reminds us that even when we feel that we're in a putrid place, we're going through bad, dark, eerie times in our personal Aveda, Ruchnis and Gashmis, whatever it may be, Hashem runs the world, Hashem is interested in us, Hashem loves us like a Ben Yachir, and He wants our Aveda, He wants us to come back, He wants us to be the best. Like Rabbi Trank told the Bachar, don't forget, the popcorn isn't kosher, but I'm ready for you in yeshiva. Hashem Kaviachal is telling us the same thing. What you may be doing isn't kosher. I don't want you to do it more. 
but I'm waiting for you in yeshiva. I'm waiting for you to return. Come back to your ruchnius. Come back to where you were. Come back to your great, exalted self. But until then, still connect to me, and I'll be waiting for you. As we're still encountering Tzara Sachman al-Atzlan, may our desire, our she'ifa, our aspirations to be close and connected to Avinu Malkeinu, may that in itself serve and invoke the greatest level of kindness, compassion, and mercy, Alein of Al-Kul Beis Yisrael. May Hashem protect us all. May He save us from our enemies. May He give Nechama consolation to those in need. We're all in need. May we all be protected. Those that are fighting on the fields, those that are fighting in our Ruchnis, it's all one Aveda. It all goes hand in hand. May Hashem save us. May Hashem redeem us. Mach Hashem Dimim al May bring Yeshuaiz v'nechamas. May we be zeicher to be united with the coming of Mashiach Zedkenu v'mher v'yamenu. Amen. I thank each and every one of you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos.